so savage mind podcast uh hope everyone's doing well uh if you're in texas i hope you are enjoying a little bit cooler weather pretty brutal summer uh but again a lot of summers are like this in texas and for what i've seen this year it's been like that in in a lot of parts of the united states it's it wasn't very enjoyable and as you've heard me mention in a lot of podcasts i'm a summertime person that will never change even though i think this summer fucking sucked not just the heat for a lot of us working class uh people families uh you feel like you moved down a couple of classes uh in this economy and in this workforce uh wasn't a lot of traveling which traveling comes before material things uh, comes before debt uh, again, for those of us that strive towards a life of minimalism and frugalness and less is more, that's always the plan. And there wasn't a lot on the agenda, not just this summer at all, this last year or two at all. So uh, didn't get in the water a lot, not near as much as I usually do. It, 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 like I said, the, a few days at the beach, which is it's about to be our second home part time. And it wasn't near enough beach time. There's never enough beach time. But uh, even the pool wasn't that enjoyable. The We didn't hit any lakes, any rivers, anything like that. Uh, we had so many days over 100 degrees and no 100 degrees and no breeze that just wasn't enjoyable. And right now that it's getting to where the water's kind of enjoyable i really don't even i'm not i don't even care now this this year's been so so stressed i mean like a lot of years but this year's been i'll never want to wish the time away i don't ever want to hurry it up i can't people say i can't wait till friday i can't wait till the weekend when you're looking forward to something like vacation or a trip you know any kind of trip any kind you know a get together so i get it i do the same thing but I try not to wish the time away. I don't want to speed a year up when I know I'm limited on years in this life. So uh, it's been a little bit cooler, feels a little bit better. So for me, you know, I'm gonna I'm, uh, been a been a training for different things off and on all, all my life, and <clears throat> for the last 20 years I've been a runner. For the last, I mean, a distance runner. When I was younger, I was a sprinter. That's neither here nor there. Uh, when I say younger, I mean it's teenage years. Uh, since I've been in my late 20s, I've been a distance runner, not a good one, but that's what I do. For the last over 10 years, uh, give or take, I've been an obstacle racer and runner. For the last two and a half, I've uh, transitioned into ultra running. And uh, you always hear me talk about maintenance and doing basic training and just maintaining. And I've been, I'm, I'm back to training the last two weeks, getting ready for my next ultra. And I'm not, uh, I'm three or four weeks off i can tell i can tell by my training so but never no matter what it's it's got to be the work's got to be done uh when it comes time to punch in and get after it and comes a uh, challenge time race time doesn't matter what you've trained or what you haven't trained you got to fucking show up and, and leave it all out there and i i feel like that's what i do and i feel like i still haven't cracked past my 40 percent threshold uh, it might take a lifetime to do. It might take it five years. might take ten years. might take a lifetime to do that. But that's what we're going to do. So, uh, again, let me start off by this. Uh, I've been talking a lot in the past podcast for the last few months about 
my subscription, how I made the changes, went to subscription only, and then I made too many changes in a 30-day period, so it restricted me. It didn't restrict me from podcasting. It restricted me from making any more changes. So, again, it's not a, it's not about trying to make more money. It's about, yeah, I mean, it's about getting revenue for this podcast to get to the next level, having a functional studio, being able to have some of you very valuable guests on, and being able to get on other platforms and get it. it other people hear this message that want to hear it or may not want to hear it but need to hear it. And uh, ever since I've went back and made the changes and lifted the restrictions on the podcast and uh, made it subscription by choice, I've got none of my uh, – well, excuse me. I've got none of the subscribers that I had back. I've got some other ones. I Just the ones that I lost, I haven't got them back, but I still see that most of them are listening. So, again – Five to ten dollars a month comes out to less than two dollars and fifty cents a week. If you don't know how to do it or you're having problems, get a hold of me. You can go to Spotify, Apple Play, hit any of my podcasts or the main link, the uh, Savage Mind Podcast, or any of the episodes, and it will. And if you hit them, once you hit it, you you'll see the link at the bottom that you hit that link, and it'll ask you to put your debit card in what your monthly donation will be in the meantime i'm going to start i one thing i failed at is i haven't this is one of the things they tell you to do i should be saturating all my social media platforms with my podcast no matter if people view it want to see it or not in my facebook story instagram story um you know savage mind design savage mind design savage lifestyle page uh excuse me uh my my personal page instagram so what i'll be doing soon that i already plan to do i'll be making i got an instagram page just for my podcast i probably haven't used it in a year because i couldn't put the video links what you're seeing now is two different platforms some people are hearing audio some people are going to see the the this video part on youtube you're still not seeing me use equipment because that's not what i'm doing and what I'm what I'm gonna start doing is reaching out to some people, and I'm gonna start. I mean, again, I don't even know how to work my equipment right. I have no problem saying that because it's it's not been a priority to me when I don't have the space. But what I'm gonna start doing is I'm gonna start doing a mobile podcast, and I'm gonna start going to whoever I can. If it's outdoors, if it's at their house, if it's at a park, it's whatever it is. That's what I want to. That's what I want to do. And I'm gonna start doing video chat. And uh, uh, Zoom and stuff like that for this podcast, so I can get some of the people I want to talk. I mean, I want to talk to these people. I want them on. I want them to share their story. I want to ask them questions. I want them to ask me questions, and I can't wait. So, in the meantime, I need your support. Following and followers are great. None of y'all share, so that's neither here nor there. You, I mean, the reason you don't share if you know me, because you're afraid. You're afraid of other people seeing that you're sharing my podcast. That means you're listening to it, and that means you believe in what I say, you what, what I stand for, and what I fucking live. That's the truth. Even if I love you, even if I care about you, even if we have a mutual respect for each other, that's what you don't want to see. It just takes five. It takes less than two minutes to go share it. You don't do that. Again, I think as you've seen very clearly that you're not going to stop me. That I'm not going to stop. So, anyway, I want to jump into this podcast today because I was going to do a part two on uh, the religion, uh, religious free pass. Religion is a free pass podcast. 
But this is on my mind because this this is something that I struggle with daily. So, yes. I vape. And I drink. And I'm an ultra runner. Some people say you can't do all those things, but you can. You got you just got to know what you're doing, man. You know, I mean, I know balance. I know how to balance everything. I know what I need less of this, more of this, less of both. I know what I I feel like I have a good combination and a good balance and enough discipline. I know what I don't do and don't need. So these are not excuses. Got off of work, didn't train today, did some little bit of dumbbells and a few probably a hundred push-ups. Nothing crazy. I worked today and most people start back on Monday. A lot of times I use Monday as my recovery day because a lot of times I train all weekend. So I'll be right back at it in the morning, uh, a smaller workout. But I want to talk about this because I see so many things in society. And, yes, I'll probably have a follow-up podcast on this, maybe with somebody or more information or something I forgot about, which is uh, seems a lot of people are diagnosed with a lot of things in this society everybody's on a pill for something depression, anxiety schizophrenia and and it's very obvious we'll go get the medication before we'll try to control something ourselves because a professional told us that or because a psychologist or psychiatrist told us that something or because a family member diagnosed us we'll go get the pill how many of y'all fall in that category? And before you know it, you need another pill. You need a pill to do this. You need a pill to get up. You need a pill to sleep. You need a pill to, to go to work. You need a pill to eat. You need a pill not to eat. You need a pill to... Before you know it, you're on a list of medication. I'm not on any medication at this point in my life. It doesn't mean they haven't tried to put me on medication. Nothing for my health yet. Thank you. I'm, I'm grateful for that. And... Some of that has to do with the way I live my life, and some of it doesn't. I mean, uh, that day may be coming for me, but in the meantime, as long as I can control it myself, I will. You should always try to control stuff stuff yourself first before you go get the medication. Just because you get a diagnosis. We're not talking about cancer, diabetes, leukemia. We're talking about anxiety, depression, schizophrenia, whatever it is. If they tell you, it's like manifestation, like I always talk about manifestation, you manifest something and you tell yourself you aren't something or you are long enough, then you become that. People say, I'm not a morning person. Okay. You tell yourself you're not a morning person, you fucking don't want to get up in the morning. I'm not a runner. It's different if you have a handicap or disability and you can't do it. I'm not a runner. Well, I can. Okay. You're not a runner. You told yourself you're not a runner, so you're not. You told yourself you're not a morning person, so you're not. You told yourself you're not a worker, so you're not. You told yourself you're not a amp- you don't have the ambition, you don't have the drive, you don't have the motivation. Well, that's what the fuck it'll be. So I want to talk about this, and I've talked about this probably in a podcast a year or two ago. What what I what I believe, excuse me, is this is again. I try not to speak from opinion. I try to speak from experience. <clears throat> I didn't discover some of these things till later in life, especially after becoming a runner. I do feel like, hold on to your seats when I say this, I feel like it saves my life. I don't know what I would do without my running. However my physique and build is, is how it is. When I was younger and I was a, I, I lifted heavy weights and was a 
amateur power lifter and going from high school sports to in my early to mid 20s I cared about how I looked a lot I didn't know that I did but I did I wasn't a runner then I didn't understand the mental health aspects of being a long distance runner till later even after I've been doing it for years and comparing that to when I was in the gym a lot and just lifting weights and building testosterone and getting stronger and bigger it's 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 not even comparable now this is what I want to talk about I believe that depression is caused by not controlling your anxiety if I did not control my anxiety so let me get this out of the way I have extremely bad anxiety that has continuously got worse since I've gotten older and I've dissected again yeah so you got to be careful we self-diagnose ourselves a lot when we shouldn't but it depends on what the outcome of that self-diagnosis is I can dissect certain events that have shifted my mental skill in life seriously that there's no coming back from that there's no getting over it's only getting through it from now on I didn't get that I needed to go run, whether it be three miles, whether it be 30 miles, whatever it is. And then as the more <clears throat> adversity that came my way in life, that I, again, there's self-inflicted problems and there's problems you didn't ask, we didn't ask for that we have to deal with. More adversity, more trauma, more tragedy, more obstacles. I realized I needed to run longer. Now, this doesn't mean that I can control everything through this. <clears throat> My writing helps. Hopefully that turns in. No. It does, let me say it this way. It doesn't mean it's going to turn into financial success, but I do very much plan on turning it into books. And I'm behind on that. I'm calling myself out on it. Holding myself accountable. I very much plan, plan on y'all seeing a book from me one day and an audio book. I do believe that if you don't control your anxiety, that it leads to depression. Our anxiety is for things that haven't happened yet. We're anticipating them. Usually people that have bad anxiety that turns into depression is because you're not fucking moving enough. You're sitting around thinking about whatever it is, contemplating it, thinking about what if things that that have happened, things that are going to happen, what are the possibilities of combinations of things happening, and you're not fucking moving enough. So then you self-medicate to keep from thinking about it. Go to sleep, pass out, whether it's drinking, whether it's pills, whether it's whatever it is, whether it's a combination of all those things, and before you know it, the problem is still there. It's not going to go anywhere. You deal with it today or you'll deal with it tomorrow. We self-medicate to quit thinking about it and that doesn't fix the problem. And there's, like I just mentioned, there's some things there's no getting over. You get through it. And sometimes you win the month. Sometimes you win a couple of months. Sometimes you just fucking win the day. Sometimes I feel, it doesn't matter what I feel like doing. I get up and do it anyway. Not every fucking day, but I do 
my training, but I do something every fucking day. I feel like listen to listen to me. Those of you who have you not necessarily look. I no no. I don't need to go to the doctor to get diagnosed. Now that I can again self education and discipline and self reflection and isolation, you find out a lot about yourself. I was able to dissect a lot of things because I spend an incredible amount of time alone by choice, and I train a lot. I self educate myself a lot. So some of the things I understood about the younger version of me, the younger adolescent person I was to the older middle-aged man I am now, I realize I always had it. And I try to channel it into power. But I don't have the luxury. Those of you who would suffer with bad anxiety, you don't the reason you're fucking suffering so bad and it turns into depression is because for me, in my perspective, in my experience, I don't have the luxury of, of saying, you know what, I don't feel like fucking doing it for a week. I give up for a week. I give in. I want to sit here and feel. I want to sit here in bed and feel sorry for myself. Not go to work. Not fucking work out. Not train. Uh, not work around my house. Not interact with my family. And it's real shit. But that's because somebody probably comes along who's gonna baby you, feel sorry for you, and give you sympathy. And that's the last fucking thing you should be getting. Empathy is what I have. Understanding. I can relate. Sympathy is not what I do have. And there are some things that are so fucking tragic and so unexpected that I, you know, again, most of the people in my daily life or I deal with on a, on a, on a regular basis haven't dealt with the things I have. But I, all I can think of is the people out there who I haven't dealt with they have. You know, I mean, the, the, no matter what we've been through, the worst thing that happened to us is the worst thing that ever happened to us. No matter what we've been through, there's somebody has been through worse. And we shouldn't be comparing it. We should be getting our shit in order. So just let me ask you, what does the face of bad anxiety look like? I think that most people that don't know me wouldn't know how bad I suffer with it. It's gotten, it's gotten worse the last few years. And uh, I'm aware of that. And I try not to let it affect everything in my life, but it does. And sometimes when y'all see me post that I'm doing two a days for my training, yeah, I need it for my training for an upcoming race or challenge, but sometimes it's just because I can't control my anxiety. I have to. I feel like my, this is crazy. I feel like my life depends on it. And if that's what I got to do for the rest of my life, I'll do it. I'd rather not be on medication and I would rather not succumb to it. And I'd rather not be a statistic. So I, I, I'm speaking, I'm, I'm trying to be transparent here. I feel less comfortable around people I know, with, with the exception of my immediate family. Maybe 10 people or less. It don't mean I don't love some of y'all. It don't mean you don't love me. But I, I realize, I, for me, and y'all know how I feel about this, and I won't get in this podcast today. I feel less, I don't feel as safe. I don't feel comfortable. In a town, in a county I grew up in, where I know so many people, where I went to school at, where I worked at for over 20-something years, where I've been at for over 40 years, played sports at, bought homes at. I get, I mean, I can go in a store, maybe I give four hugs and say hi and talk. I feel fucking out of control and anxiety. I'm not scared of judgment and criticism. Even though that we're getting any. Remember this. 
judgment and criticism doesn't come and hate doesn't come from people that you don't know or acquaintances. The thing is about people we know, our family, our classmates, people we grow up with, people we work with, is because even if you don't know some of these people, everybody's connected to somebody. Maybe you just meet someone and you're hitting it off as a couple or individuals, and all of a sudden you start talking, you realize this person knows that person. Oh, yeah, and then they went, they go back and talk to that person, and they give whatever version or the, the mind, the, whatever version they have in their head of you and then that changes how that person feels about you. Then all of a sudden, they become unavailable, or they, 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 they. You think that you're hanging out, or you're making good friends, and making a new, new network, and it, it feels good. But everybody's connected to somebody, and mostly everyone is persuaded by someone else. I say this: there's a lot of people in this county, in this towns, I dearly care about and dearly love. But I tell people this: I don't want to make. I don't want to meet nobody new from here. I don't want to meet no lo- new local people. New, I don't, and I don't want to meet no new old friends. A lot of people have the version in their head of you wherever you left off. We're in our late 40s now if you're in my age group. There's some people I care about I haven't seen since I was a teenager. They, we pick, you pick back up at the last, their last, vision of you and our our vision of them and that's 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 kind of hard not to do but you're talking about 20 or 30 25 30 years past you don't even if you don't even know what's happened why do do you want to do you want to know what these people are like now do you want to know what happened in all that big do do we want to know what happened in that big time gap most of the time we don't we want whatever version in our heads that we've already decided that they are or not. And we let the power of persuasion and influence affect our decisions, whether it be our spouse, whether it be our siblings, our parents, our friends. Y'all can say it's not true. It is. And you may not even know it's happening. You, you, you don't. Whoever your trusted source is, you're going to listen to them before you do a stranger or someone new. That's what we do. I do it too. Whatever you think you're getting judged about, you are. And if you're not being sincere, authentic, and living your truth, then you're then you're letting them affect you, and they're winning. Even if they're not trying to sabotage you. Whatever fucking you think people are saying about you and about us, they are. And who gives a fuck? What we think of people are none of their business. What they think of us are none of our business. But I wanted to talk about this. I never, you know... You, Everybody knows that Galveston, Texas is going to be our second home. For a while, it's going to be our part-time home until it becomes our full-time home. I don't feel anxiety down there. Part of it's because I want to be at the beach. It's because I know a handful of people just enough that they don't know anything about me. I wouldn't, I'm not going to lie. I'm, if you know me, you know I'm brutally honest. But they don't know nothing I don't tell them. I don't know nothing about them. Hence, example, they didn't listen to somebody else in the town somebody you used to work with somebody you used to be related to as an in-law a sister-in-law a brother-in-law a cousin somebody you used to date in high school somebody they don't like you and they don't even know why they don't like you you form new friendships 
from scratch and they have no preconceived notion or idea of you other than what they just met. So I want to talk about my my experience with this. So, you know, I realized the last few years I struggled going to funerals. I get invited to things that I know some of these people want to see me and I want to see them. Just to let y'all know whoever's listening to this. It's gotten so bad. I mean, I'd just rather not be seen at all. Uh, I don't feel like I need to be a part of anything. I don't feel like I need to be accepted. I don't feel like I need to be invited. But a lot of the things we get invited to, some of the people don't give a fuck about us, but some of them do. And I just want to let y'all know, sometimes I have intent on showing up. I think about a handful of funerals I've gotten ready to go to the last few years, and I've made a few of them. And I really cared about some of these people, and I I wigged out at the last minute. I got dressed, put my put my dress clothes on, put my tie on, or put my my dress shirt, and I, I couldn't do it. Uh, it affects me going into the grocery store. It affects me going into Walmart, uh, get-togethers. Again, they say large crowds. If I'm at a concert, my chances of seeing very many people there I know are are limited. I feel okay there. I feel wonderful on vacation. I feel wonderful in Galveston. I feel good when I'm racing. So when I do, I do ultra, a lot of ultra expedition races that are trail races that are remote areas. These aren't like Dallas or Houston or Boston Marathon where there's thousands of people. There's usually like the last one I did in April. Uh, there was five different uh, distances of courses that I was in the the longest one that was my first DNF do not finish there was probably only 30 something not even 50 people in that whole race and because of the distance and the terrain people start separating that's that's what I do but even on Spartan racing Spartan weekend which is coming up for me next month there might be six or seven thousand people out there for the weekend I might run into two or three people I know I'm okay there you see what I'm saying your anxiety is caused because, listen, even if these people don't have malicious intent, it's setting off your anxiety because you you either feel like or you know you're being judged or criticized. Either most likely not to your face by people that you know you grew up with or you're related to. That's what's setting your your anxiety off. I mean, I, I, I believe this wholeheartedly. You feel obligated and committed to go around. We're not talking about your children. We're not talking about your grandchildren. Maybe or maybe not your parents or grandparents. Possibly not. You know you're being criticized or judged by these people and you go around them anyway. So what I did was I, what I'm trying to do is help anyone that suffers with it like I do. Let me ask you, what does the face of anxiety look like? What does the face of depression look like? When you hear people that unfortunately takes their own life, that you've never seen it coming. Let me promise you, they were suffering with these things. It's it's not the face you think it is. What is the face of a killer? What is the face of an addict that isn't visibly that they're fucked up from doing drugs? What is the face of a child molester? These things are hard to hear. 
we always say, well, that person's not that type of person. They don't have it in them. We don't know. When these people end up taking their own life, we didn't see that coming either. I know some people that I that I, that I, that I dearly cared about. I didn't see it coming. I never would have thought that. From, from, from athletes to celebrities to people I know in my daily life. I think medication and, and, and pills and not getting it out, not uh, not moving enough. This is this is me, and I'm gonna talk more about it later because I'm sure there's some stuff I forgot about. Not moving enough, not getting having an outlet, sitting around letting it marinate, taking antidepressants, and going around people that you know your vibes off. Some of them may have malicious intent. Some of them don't. But if it's setting your anxiety, if your anxiety is triggered, it doesn't matter who it is. Remove yourself. I mean, isolation isn't always good. I spend a lot of time in isolation now. I know that. But at the same time, it leads to panic attacks. And panic panic attacks make you make me feel like I'm having a fucking heart attack. A couple of times I thought I was. So what I did was, I mean, this this didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen in a month. It didn't happen in a year. I started diagnosing everyone, every situation, every environment, all of it that triggered. And I just stopped. I removed myself. If I have to, it's isolated, limited situations. Because... Let me just tell you, if I seen some of you in public that you know I care about you and you care about me, I didn't intentionally ignore you. For those of you who ignore us intentionally, just to let you know, you, you, you're doing me a favor. I don't give a fuck that you didn't speak to me for whatever reason. You did me a favor because I probably didn't. Much as y'all think I'm a talker and I am, I'm either a talker or I'm not. I probably didn't fucking want to, I probably didn't want to converse with you anyway. But just to say this. Quit going around people in situations, environments where you know it sets off your fucking anxiety. Don't go get the medication first. Get the fuck out of the house. You don't have to be with nobody. You don't have to be in a relationship. You don't have to hang out with nobody. Be careful who you confide in. You have to master self-control before you can master discipline. Being available for everyone and venting to everyone is also setting your fucking anxiety off. You spend enough time by yourself, you realize a lot about yourself. You should be trying to control it yourself first. And the first thing you got to do is you got to get fucking moving and get out of your fucking head. I'm in my head a lot. It helps. It's both a blessing and a curse. But my body's in motion all the time. It has to be. So I'm going to leave this right here for now. I'm going to think of some other things I didn't say. I just wanted to talk to y'all. Those who suffer with anxiety. If you suffer with depression, it's caused by not controlling your anxiety. Listen, you want to hear shit from a professional. Because you want the excuse. Just like y'all want to hear shit from celebrities and athletes. That's the truth. You want to hear that shit because it's validation and reinforcement for you. 
there are people like myself out there who are who who can help give you tools because we're whatever you call average every day. I may be average every day income, average every day height, build whatever it is, but I ain't average every day nothing else. If you know not my thinking, not how I live my life, nothing. Y'all want to say a lot of other people gave you the tools and they helped you. You hate to identify that it's us, but it's fucking us. I'm telling you, I suffer from this real bad. And some days I feel like I lose. Little battles. But I make sure I win the fucking war. If you continue to do the things I'm talking about, you will not win the war. Okay? In the meantime, man, y'all stay humble, live savage, love y'all.